We were in different, very different career tracks at the CIA. Because right now, we this are. is weird. There is, uh, well, there's like a whole cadre of targeters <laughs> that would disagree, <laughs> or maybe slightly agree that we are kind of weird. But we're all the kind of people that like, we deep dive, yeah. right? And deep diving, it's kind of an obsession. Like, I get that it's been awesome because yeah. you became a CIA targeter. Yeah. But at one point, you were a friggin' 10-year-old <laughs> who wanted to be a fashion designer. I know. Until your mom told you that... had an idea about our son's complete obsession with Minecraft. Oh, <laughs> seriously, I am like yeah. running out of ideas with this because it's yeah. really irritating to me. He is so obsessed with Minecraft. I know. It just results in tears and arguments. I know. And because we limit the screen time. So the idea I had was um, you were on a trip recently and it was like three days in a row where he was like, I wish I could just play mm -hmm. Minecraft all day. And then it dawned on me, like, why don't I let him play Minecraft all day? Like, not in general, but as an experiment, because we unschool, homeschool, child-led learning. So I'm like, you know, part of that entire process is helping them learn to self-regulate, helping them learn to make decisions. They can't make those decisions if we're constantly telling them what to do. So... My idea was, what if we give him seven days, right? We have the conversation with him, obviously, like we do with everything else. I say, hey, Sina, how about for the next seven days, we let you play as much Minecraft as you want? <laughs> I knew that was going to be your face. But hear me out. My theory. Oh, so I also thought like we could even make it like a little science experiment with him and be like, look, for seven days, we're going to let you play as much Minecraft as you want, right? So let's hypothesize what do you think is going mm. to happen? And my hypothesis is that mm. he'll play it like crazy until his friends get home from school and mm. for like three days. And then and he'll then play with his friends. Around like, yeah. And then he'll play with his friends when, he, when they come over in the afternoon. And then maybe like around day four or five, my guess is that he'll start waning in interest, right? Like he's not going to play five straight hours of Minecraft, right? He'll play maybe four hours and then he'll want to do Legos or he'll play three hours and then he'll want to do art. Like this is my, my hypothesis, but we can have it with him too. We can have him write it down, put it on the wall. Like just an idea because. It's not a horrible idea. <laughs> it's not a horrible idea. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. That's the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're limiting it to seven days. <laughs> like there's a part of me that sees this as. There's a part of me that sees this as an interesting way of kind of like shortening the whole life cycle of this obsession because he does this often. Yeah. Like he yes. gets into these phases where yes. it's all about one thing. He was yep. all about Pokemon. Yes. And then he was all about Beyblades. Now he's all about Minecraft. He was all about Halo. Like he just gets into these, these yes. really like deep cycles of mm -hmm. like obsession is the only word I can come up with where yeah. he just thinks about it and he talks about it and every story is about it and every idea yes. is about it and every game and every piece of art and everything. Yeah. And this is where he's at now. And it's been hard over the summer because his mm -hmm. friends are also in a similar cycle. Yeah. So it's like, it's like an echo chamber for them. Yeah. But there's another side of me that's like seven <laughs> days of unlimited Minecraft 
for a 10-year-old. He gets to choose. But, okay, so <laughs> I see, I, I get that you're laughing about this, right? But here's honestly, like, what are we going to do when he, like, gives himself headaches? What are we going to do when, like, he turns into, like, a brainless zombie for half a day? What are we going to do when, like... Then we have the conversation with him, just like the last time many, many years ago when I had too much wine. And we had the conversation of, you cannot drink as much wine as your friend over here. <laughs> you need to drink water, right? We have the same conversation with him, except he'll learn it at a much younger age. <laughs> like, like, babe, like you have a headache, right? How many hours did you play Minecraft today? Mm. And I'll be like, oh, I started at nine. And I played all the way until dinner. Okay, well, mm. how much water did you drink? Mm. How do your eyes feel? Where's the headache? Well, maybe because you were staring at a screen all day, right? Like, let's maybe tomorrow. Do you think you can do something different? Maybe we can have it. Just prompts the conversation. So there are two <laughs> things happening. So I think partially, I think that it's really interesting that you were the one who was so against homeschool for a while <laughs> because. <laughs> I would have never thought to experiment like this. You, I, all of these ideas actually stem from you. <laughs> Not like the, I, the specific ideas, but I used to be, I have gone from being a like extremely rigid person <laughs> to having to be like much more malleable. Um, so, you know, if you think about it, it's kind of in the same vein as what you do, what we do with the business as well, mm. right? Like, you, we do, you know, we like, experiment, we experiment 30 day goals, 60 day mm. goals, quarterly goals. And then you're checking in on those along the way. Right. So, well, there's an element here you know. too, though, because I feel like Sina, our son is so like you. That's, I also get him. So I feel like, <laughs> I but that's, that's why together. I think it's, yeah. it's funny to you because I yeah. feel like you see him and you're like, oh, I get that. I see him and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. So just look, I mean, I feel like our we have yeah. very different emotional reactions right now. Right. I'm a little bit skeptical. I'm a little bit reserved. And you're mm -hmm. like laughing about this. But when he is, when I he resists it. you, mm -hmm. when he resists you because he wants Minecraft, you're the one that gets your feelings hurt. Yeah. I have actually found my own feelings being hurt mm -hmm. by this, in, this insane focus on just one thing. Yeah. It's not easy for sure. So what is it like? Like being obsessed. Well, like, I mean, think about what right. is it like being so hyper-focused mm -hmm. on one thing mm -hmm. that, I mean, the way he describes it, he can't think about anything else. Yeah. I can't, I can't relate to that. I get it. So you've seen me go through my book series. So like, I've done Harry Potter twice. I did Wheel of Time, which is 14 books. I finished those. You've talked like, about doing that again. <laughs> like 14 months. Yeah. And I'm going to do it again. Ugh. I'm going to buy myself a nice set and read them all over again. And, you know, right now I'm doing all Star Trek books. So, like, I'm obsessed with everything Star Trek right now. Um, and it's all I think about. And, you know. Is it all you think about the way he describes it? Like, all the time? Yeah, like, I just want to get back to it. So, like, Wheel of Time, toward, in the last, like, three books, like, I was so engrossed. I was so obsessed with the story that I was actually, re I was either reading or listening to the story nonstop all day. <laughs> I mean, I see you do this. I yeah. see you like, I see you do the dishes with yeah. like your headphones in. Mm -hmm. I've seen you try to, I've seen you cook yeah. with like a, your mobile phone in the corner of the kitchen. Yeah. And yeah. I don't understand how you watch movies 20 minutes at a time sometimes. Yes. I don't get it. I don't get it. 
It's so strange. <laughs> I don't understand how that's enjoyable. I don't understand how you don't lose track of the story. I don't understand. I don't understand. It's because I'm rewatching the same movie over and over again, too. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. Like right now, I think I've watched Hot Fuzz like three times in the last week, 20 minute increments at a time. Yeah, I love it. I thought we were saving that for a date night. And I'm going to watch it again with you. And I want to watch it with Cena. (laughs) I love the movie right now. Oh my gosh. But I get it. Like, and I think we've talked about this before. um, When, you know, we were in different, very different career tracks at the CIA. And, you know, I think we've talked about like the skill set or the... Not necessarily a skill set, but the, the weirdness, temperament. The weirdness, because right now we this are, is weird. There is, uh, well, there's like a whole cadre of targeters that would disagree <laughs> or maybe slightly agree that we are kind of weird. Um, but we're all the kind of people that like we deep dive, yeah. right? And deep diving, it's kind of an obsession. You That's find true. something. I mean, we always, the one thing they, you know, that we all have to remind each other of when we're working is like, don't go down the rabbit hole because we mm. will. We are the type of person that. We're going to find this little nugget and then we're going to keep digging and digging Mm. and digging. And sometimes that leads to result. You know, sometimes you strike gold, but sometimes you just wasted like a whole eight hour day digging on something that you really should have stopped. Um, That's interesting. But I know you're not like that. No, but but it is kind of strangely comforting that you're like that Mm -hmm. because our son is like that. Yeah. And there's just, I mean, I'd never thought of the fact that there's a bunch, there's a whole cadre of targeters at CIA that are like that. Yeah. And you all sit in your cubicles. Yep. With I mean, earbuds in. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Because <laughs> we don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> and you deep dive. That is exactly yeah. what you do. You dive so yeah. deep, so painfully deep mm-hmm. that like everybody else doesn't even ask you what you're doing. Oh, yeah. No. Because we're afraid of the answer. You don't, you don't want to open up the... <laughs> The box there, yeah. And and you're right. You know, I can I can understand obsession mm-hmm. because I obsess about things too. But the level, the like the severity, the intensity mm-hmm. of the of the obsession is so very different. Yeah. Now, how has this helped or hurt you in your life? Like, I get that it's been awesome because yeah. you became a CIA targeter. Yeah. But at one point, you were a friggin' ten year old. Who wanted to be a fashion designer I know. until your mom told you that you have to pick a real job or something? What's that story? Yeah, she uh, encouraged me to... Encouraged. Nice mm-hmm. word. Yeah, to uh, to choose a profession that would make more money and so I could make, make a feel? living. Because they were my... Now, in hindsight, I realized my parents were struggling financially at the time. But at the time, I was like, oh... Okay. I was like, I guess I'll be a scientist. <laughs> and that didn't work out. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. But, so I think, you know, one of the things about, uh, you know, people like me and like our son is, um, you know, we, when we are, when we start to develop an obsession. An interest. Because it starts interest. with interest. So when we develop an interest. So, you know, I have so like uh, stargazing is like an interest, right? But I've oh never. Oh gosh, I remember that too. Yeah, I, I have had. I'm having this flood of memories right now, <laughs> where you like have an interest yes. that turns into an argument mm-hmm. because it gets out of hand. Because I'm 
like two weeks from my due date of having a baby yes. and I want to drive out into the boonies yes. to watch a comet. <laughs> yes, you were literally yes. on in the last few weeks before having a baby yeah. and you were trying to convince me that we need to go see a meteor shower mm -hmm. in the middle of the night, a yeah. hundred miles away. Yeah. It's just not normal. <laughs> so, so there's a couple of things that happen. I think, you know, if we have, if we have an interest, but we can never get a taste of it, mm. like stargazing, like thus far I have not because I developed the interest, you know, when at I, a very inconvenient at a very time. inconvenient time. Um, like I don't like every time I'm reminded that there's going to be a meteor shower or something cool happening, like it's peaked again, but I don't obsess about it because I know that I just can't do it right now. But as soon as I get a taste of something, which is the same thing with Cena. As soon as we get a taste of it, we have to see the whole obsession through. Like mm. we have to get our fill of it, right? Like you can't just have one slice of the Hershey's chocolate cake. You're gonna eat at least half that cake until you're you've got your fill of it, and you're like, "All right, I don't have to eat that anymore for a while." Like next year, next birthday, right? And that's what it is with him. I remember being young, and um. You know, I lived in a traditional authoritarian household and, you know, there were things that I wanted to make my own decisions. And so I just couldn't wait to move out of the house because all I wanted was to make my own decisions and pursue the things I wanted to pursue. Um, so I, I moved away for college and then I spent about six months pursuing all the things I wanted to pursue, making all the decisions. I was like, I'm grown enough to make these decisions, making a thousand mistakes. <laughs> Until I think I, I think at the end of that semester, I failed a class. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I think I've had my fill. Mm -hmm. I'm done there and I'm going to move on. And I find that with, I feel like with Cena, it's the same thing. If we let him have his fill, then, you know, he's like, it's, it's finished. He has completed, right? He's followed through and completed everything he wants to know about it. Hmm. So I think those are the, the two ways um, it's gone for me in the past. And I, I do know that, you know, before I became a targeter, I actually used some targeting skills without even knowing, like be, I was, had just started applying for the CIA at the time. Um, and I, as I've, I think I've told you before, I came in actually as a Sioux, not a targeter. Mm -hmm. I became a targeter after mm -hmm. doing some, some interims there. And, uh, but so before any of that even happened, I actually um, used some targeting natural skills to um, uncover my cheating boyfriend. I remember. <laughs> I remember this story. And it was great. It was so satisfying. So talk like, about this is so yes. I, I absolutely want to unpack that story. Mm -hmm. But this is a fantastic example of obsessions gone wrong. This whole ex-boyfriend of yours, uh -huh. right? The last boyfriend you had before you met me yeah. was, I mean, the only thing I can, the only way I have ever been able to rationalize in my head mm -hmm. why you spent as much time you did, as you did with him mm -hmm. was because of this strange, to me, but very clearly very natural to you, <laughs> like obsession. Mm. You were with this guy for seven years. Seven years. And yeah. he was a loser. Yeah. He was a, like, I'm pretty sure that there's a definition out there of what loser is. And this guy fits everyone. He didn't have a job. Yeah. He, I don't think he had an education. He was a pothead. Yeah. He was like, and then he was cheating on you. Yeah. Like, I'm, you got to see, like, 
I'm sorry. I think that objectively all of this fits under the category of loser, but you continued like just to stay with this guy to the place where you were like planning a wedding. You were waiting for him to propose. I was waiting and waiting. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that you were dumb or stupid or anything like that. I get it. People, there are, we've met and we've been the people who have been in these like relationships that aren't going anywhere. Yeah. For a long period of time. So I guess my question is, before we get to your story about your weird, (laughs) how you decided to start stalking him while you were still dating him kind of thing. But uh, I mean, is that, is that essentially the future that we have to think about for Cena? Like, will our son potentially fall into that same pattern in love with somebody who essentially doesn't deserve him? That's a great question. So Yes, I think that with somebody like him, we will have to be, um, you know, I think we'll have to be diligent in keeping open lines of communication so that if we see signs that, you know, the relationship really isn't good for him, then we can have those conversations with him because he will be, he, he's going to convince himself otherwise, right? And that's what I did um, for like, the first four years, I convinced myself, right? You know, the, re- the relationship wasn't bad in the beginning, but it slowly started to devolve. And then I convinced myself that he was the one. And so I kept myself, like no matter what it was, I just kept myself going until I actually, around year four, I got to a point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I broke up with him and then he convinced me to take him back. And we did that like two more times. Um, you know, and in the end I was like, I just don't know. I didn't know how to get out Mm. at that point. Right. Because I had been doing the same thing for so long. I'd gotten myself into a pattern. Um, so I definitely think, you know, for a certain type of personality, that's something to look out for. Um, I'm not talking about a certain type of personality. I'm talking about our our son. son. Yeah. Yeah. I think for sure. Yeah. And we'll have your, your parents and your sister Mm -hmm. and your friends, Mm -hmm. They all tried to warn you. Yeah. Well, we're also people pleasers on top of it. So, you know, maybe it starts with an obsession, but then you get to a point where you're people pleasing. It's a duty. Right. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. It's not just about being interested now. It's also about Mm -hmm. pleasing the other people around you. Right. And then I'm sure there's an element of ego because this is what people don't know about you. People don't know about you. (laughs) What? Because they don't live in our world that i'm the most humble person you have this massive ego (laughs) you have this massive ego and at least i i also have a big ego but i i talk about it and i try to challenge it and i try to like i try to depower it by admitting it Mm. you don't even admit it like you're like i don't have an ego (laughs) there's been a lot of therapy (laughs) yeah that's a lot of therapy after that relationship but yeah but but along with that you've got this ego to maintain yeah so even though you must have suspected this guy was not worth your time, mm. you must have suspected he was cheating on you. You took action. I mean, you're, I, I want to hear mm-hmm. the story about how you took action to, I, to uncover his cheating, mm-hmm. but you still kept, oh, you still kept in it. I know. So I, I'm, not, I'm not criticizing you as much as what I'm trying to do is understand what to expect for our son. Because I've learned so much about him. Yeah. Because when I talk to you, I feel like I 
I get in a way I get a chance to talk to an adult version of where he's going. Mm -hmm. Right. Your obsession with books is like his obsession with books. Yeah. And your obsession with story is like his obsession with story. Mm -hmm. You guys see art in very similar ways. He doesn't like to do things. He doesn't like to perfect things and do things thoroughly. Mm -hmm. Neither do you. You like to dabble. I do. You like it when a story is given to you. You like, you like it when a finished product is given to you, mm -hmm. but you don't like to be the one that has to finish the product. Mm. Right. And I, so it's really interesting to me because I get to study and ad adapt my parenting to him mm -hmm. by asking you, like, can you help me understand what's happening in his head? Yeah. So I think that one of the things that we'll have to do with him in particular, but you know, with our daughter as well, depending on how what happens in their lives um is something that um is a tool that we use in targeting so and by we i mean the military the fbi the cia anybody mm -hmm. who uses targeting who has a targeting discipline um uses something called uh pattern of life analysis which uh if you break it down you, you know into a, a more micro level it's basically a pattern of behavior analysis um so pattern of life analysis is, you know, everybody lives their life in a certain way. You can pretty much, you know, look at somebody's life over a period of time and see the pat their daily yeah, patterns, yeah. right? Um, behavior is much the same way. So, so when you say daily patterns, you mean what time they go to work, what yes. time they go to school, what day of the week they go to the grocery store, yep. what order they go through the grocery store, where yeah. they buy their coffee, where they buy their gas, yep. where they drop their kids off at school. These are all examples of pattern of life. Yes. Now, Pattern of behavior, you said, is also out there. Yeah. So pattern of behavior is when you're looking at a person and the pattern of how they behave. So if you had taken me many years ago at the beginning of that relationship, um, you would have seen that the first year, that bef the year before I met him and the first year we were together, my pattern of behavior, my pattern of life was going out with friends. I mm. had tons of friends. I was very social. I went to the gym all the time. Um, you know, I had a part-time job. I was in college, but I was out and about all the time. By the second end of the second year of that relationship, I had zero friends. Mm -hmm. I did not go to the gym. I didn't really leave my house um, because we were ha he was a very jealous person um, and I became very isolated. So if, if you had been paying attention, right, if somebody had been looking at my pattern of behavior, they would have seen a noticeable change mm -hmm. in my pattern of behavior. And then the next year I moved and so all the you know, I moved to a different city to go to law school. So none of those people knew me before. So for them, that pattern was normal. But anybody who had known me before would have seen that my pattern had drastically changed. So I think, you know, when you're looking at, you know, friends or loved ones or whatever, that's something that you can look at. I had a, a friend in high school who was, she was like 16 dating a 30 year old. And only in Florida does that happen. I know. And I'm she, sure that's not true, but that's really certainly what I think. Really, really smart girl. But, you know, you could see, I didn't know, I was also 16 at the time, so I didn't understand these things at the time. But if you had looked at her pattern of behavior, you would have seen that she had also become more isolated. Mm -hmm. I found out later, like years later, that he had been abusing her. Um, but, you know, these are things that if you're, you have to be paying attention and have that open line of communication, and then you can see these things that are, you know, anomalies, changes. So your family saw changes in you. Did mm -hmm. they highlight to you your own changes in pattern of life or your, your own changes in pattern of behavior? So my family's very non-confrontational. Yeah. So they did say things, but 
they were very subtle and nuanced and nobody came right out and said, you need to break up with him. Which is funny because <laughs> now when they talk about it in hindsight, yes. <laughs> they always say like, we don't know what she was yeah. thinking. But I, but I bet you're right. In the moment, they were probably like, yeah. so yeah. how are you guys? Yeah. If I'd been in your family, oh like if gosh. I'd had your sisters, they would have been like, gee, he's serious. Or my mom. You're my your mom would have been like, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> yes. What is my mom saying? No sympathy for stupidity. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. My mom would have had a heyday with your ex That would have ended the relationship <laughs> really early on. It's too bad I didn't know your family back then. <laughs> Oof. So then, so how did it actually come to an end? What what was the straw that broke the camel's back in this seven-year obsession and this seven-year mm -hmm. abandonment of all of your patterns of behavior that were healthy mm -hmm. into, and it's so yeah. interesting because you, you, you were in this dark, destructive place mm -hmm. and you emerged from that into CIA. Yeah. Like when you showed up at CIA, I'm pretty sure you showed up as part of your plan to get out of the relationship. Like it was a plan to like- It was a welcome Break change, up, yeah. move, and like get the hell away. Mm -hmm. And instead of just running someplace, you like ran to Langley, Virginia. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the last year of our relationship, I'd, I'd graduated from grad school. Um, you know, I was trying to get a job. We were living together again, because um, we, when I was in grad school, we'd been living in different cities. And uh, so we had just kind of, you know, just flowed into this, I think what a lot of people do, this uh, natural cadence, right? This natural pattern of life develops, right? I went to work. He wasn't working for part of that time. Sometimes I think he got a job at some point. Um, you know, he uh, he's uh, he's a rapper. And so he would go to local <laughs> shows. <laughs> gonna laugh at that. Um, I'm not the only one laughing. Everybody listening to this story right now is laughing at that he's, one. But go ahead. Yeah, he's, he's talented. Um, it always made me crazy that he he wasn't more driven but um so so we had this cadence like i worked he worked he went he did shows at night um and it was nothing was weird until i got to a point where one day i realized like i never saw his phone ever like never heard it ring never saw it it just seemed to stop existing and i was like what's going on like this is so strange um and then one day it it rang and i hadn't heard it ring in like weeks um it, and it rang with a customized ringtone that you would only assign to somebody you were having sex with and i was like huh and i you know oh and I, I i happened to be there and so i pick it up he was like in the bathroom or something i pick it up and he comes running out of the room and all i see is a letter it said e and i was like uh okay and he was like oh you know whatever i was like who's e he's like just one of my friends i was like okay so then talk about obsession from that point on i think i spent the next um i spent the next 24 hours i went into work i thought about it all night couldn't sleep. I went into work the next day and then I worked my full day. And then from work, I, uh, we, he was on, so I paid for everything. So he was on my, we had a family plan that I paid for. So I looked it up and I just, I looked through all of the call records. So I pulled wow. all of the call records for our cell phones. And you, at the time, you could pull the text messages and the photos, everything. There was a record online. Um, so I pulled all of it for like the last month 
And I start going through with my highlighter line by line. And, you know, because that wasn't the only number that, right. you know, maybe was weird, but that was the number that like, for sure, there was this pattern of like three o'clock in the morning, hour long phone calls, two o'clock in the morning, two hour long phone calls, right? Like the, the right. And, and I don't think, I think most people would see that as a, a clear pattern that reminds them of like high school dating, right. because that's what I did in high yeah. school dating. Right. And I was like, so I'm highlighting, you know, this pattern and said, I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's the same person he's dating somebody. Mm -hmm. So then I looked up all the text messages and then the text messages went from the benign to the sexting. And then mm -hmm. there was a photo and I was like, oh my God. So I took all of this. And I, I made a targeting package for him <laughs> because I knew he would deny it. Mm. Like, I knew that he would just lie straight to my face. So, but I, I had to have something that made me feel like I wasn't crazy. So I built this whole targeting package where I was like, and, you know, here's all my evidence here. And here's who she is. And here's her wow. phone number. Because I called the phone number from like another, like an unlisted phone. I called just to hear like, I didn't want to talk to her, but like, just to confirm it was a female and it was, and I got the voicemail. Um, yeah. So I put all of this together and I was like, I know it's been going on. It's been going on for five months, according to phone records, right? That's how long I spent hours and hours. I was up all night doing this. Um, you know, so I, I know you've been seeing her for at least five months. I know who she is. Mm -hmm. Like I, would appreciate it like if you just told me the truth because in my mind i was feeling like a dumbass because i was like that's why? incredible i was and i was so i was angry at myself because i was like why didn't i was angry at myself for staying but i was angry at him because i was like you asked me to stay mm. if you don't if you are like i am unhappy you must also be unhappy like let us let us part ways. Like mm. you, if you like this girl, like there were like, I love you messages. Like if you love this girl, be with her. Like, I'm not angry with her. Like she doesn't know me. We didn't mm. make, we don't have a covenant together. Right? Like you and I have the covenant of, we will see each other. And I've even brought up, if you ever want to see somebody else, if you ever, I mean, cause even at that time, I was like, if you ever want to have an open relationship, if you want to see somebody else, if you want to leave me, like, just be honest, mm. right? Like, let's have the discussion. And instead, he lied straight to my face. <laughs> like I knew even he when would, you gave him the oh, even yeah. when you gave him everything, like solid, yeah, everything. Um, he, he still denied it. He still completely denied it. What? And he, his his answer was to call. So he completely denied it. And then he called the girl and put her on the phone with me. <laughs> So she could tell me, which was so unfair to her. Like that must have put her in such an awkward spot, right? Because my beef wasn't with her, it was with him. Like I didn't need her to lie to me too. Like it just needed him to be honest and, and own up mm. and leave, right? Um, yeah, so it just, it was a mess. And um, he still convinced me to give him a second chance. Are you serious? <laughs> yes, for about, uh, let's see, it was like, april and then i stayed until august wow and I, I didn't realize that was the timeline mm -hmm. and then i um it was the apartment was in my name it was you know a lot of my stuff was there and i one day woke up and i was like i have to leave this place so i moved back in with my parents i just left he was at work and i left and 
That's how, and then and at that point, and that's how I went to CIA. Yeah, I completely cut off contact. My parents actually moved all my stuff out, and then I wow. left the state and went through a lot of therapy. <laughs> but that was my first, like, when I got into the agency and started learning about targeting, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I've already done this, right. right? Like, this is such a natural fit for me because I'm already curious. I already want to deep dive into things that interest me. Right, like I've already used some of these skills. Wow. So. Okay, so I understand that you get obsessed about things, mm-hmm. and now I understand that you had this long-term boyfriend who cheated on you, mm-hmm. denied it, mm-hmm. even though you could build a solid body of evidence to present to yeah. him. My that logic he was, was undeniable. <laughs> so you caught him cheating and presented him a package of proof that he was cheating yeah. and he still denied it. Yeah. So I feel a little bit like I have to admit something right now uh, before before, <laughs> before I... the obsession part of you kicks in here, right? <laughs> so I have been doing something on the side. <laughs> um, I, I usually do it when I travel. Because I'm already getting all these just really inappropriate images. <laughs> and I also now know that when you laugh, it's actually kind of scary. It's not really a funny thing. It's more like you're masking whatever your emotion is. Uh-huh. So I have this group that I meet with that is like, I, I really have a fantastic time with this group. Okay. And, but it's all business related. And clothes are on. And clothes are on. <laughs> And clo- well, oh, thank I think clothes are on. <laughs> but you can't see the pants. <laughs> we, meet, we meet virtually, exactly. So about, about f- five months ago, how long ago was March? Yeah, about five months ago, I started a group with all of our most successful clients. Oh, awesome. And it was invite only. And I invited them to come in because what I was discovering is that people go through our trainings mm-hmm. and they go through at different levels. Some people really grow quickly. And yeah. some people don't grow quickly. And mm. some people uh, are like really into our stuff. Like some people really love learning the spy skills and they mm-hmm. love, you know, understanding the science behind how it all works. But the, but the number that actually apply those skills to what they do day to day and then see the benefit of those skills, that number was small. Yeah. Where the number of people who were interested was very large. Yeah. So what I wanted to do was find a way to continue to teach and serve and encourage that small group of people mm-hmm. who loved learning the skills mm-hmm. and applied the skills to their business, to their career, mm. to their life. Yeah. So, so you, I, so I started a group. An intelligence harem. <laughs> That's what I'll just call them. <laughs> are they all men? <laughs> they, are, they are mostly men. I do have oh, some, some very hard charging women in there, but I don't know that they would appreciate being called a harem. Oh, yeah. I don't want to call them that. Mm. We call ourselves, we call ourselves skunkworks. Oh, that's awesome. Isn't that it was way yeah. cooler than harem? Well, I suppose, yes. We call ourselves skunkworks and we kind of claim that we are the place where like business experimentation meets weapons lab. Mm. right so we're always kind of on the edge so we're a group that's experimenting with ai and we're a group that's working with you know uh unique marketing uh approaches that influence people yeah right so we're really like pushing the boundary of how we apply intelligence skills to business and career Mm -hmm. we call ourselves skunk works uh it's a small group right now i have seven people in my highest tier, which yeah. we call elite tier. Mm-hmm. And then I have five people in my base tier, which is our entry level tier. Yeah. And, and we meet. 
and there's we have a private group. Mm-hmm. You, I, my phone is always around. I don't ever try to hide Your my phone. Your phone is always around. My that phone is, is always fact, around. Always dinging at all times of day. But, but you, but there <laughs> but are absolutely, <laughs> but there are absolutely people that who call me and who text me and who I chat with, yeah. who you've never heard of before because they're in that group, not because there's any kind of hanky panky going on on the side. <laughs> I was gonna say hanky panky. I love it. <laughs> so, so none of that is happening. But what I will also say is that. You know, as the group has grown, we've had some people have really phenomenal successes in the last few months. Yeah. And uh, and the group has started to kind of ask me if it's time to expand the group mm. because they want more people like them to come into the group. Yeah. And I've been a little bit like hesitant, mm-hmm. partially because it was a, it was an experiment in the first place, kind of like what we're talking about with Cena, like yeah. an experiment. Yeah. Taking something from the experiment phase to the commitment phase Mm -hmm. is a big step sometimes yeah but the group seems to really want it and i mean to be honest like i kind of want it too yeah but it's going to be a huge commitment in terms of my time my energy Mm. and the business really right because our goal with the business has always been to serve a small group of people Mm -hmm. at an impossibly high level yeah rather than you know serve a gigantic group of people yeah with like almost no service yeah Right. It's the difference between mass marketing. It's like the McDonald's yeah. versus your like high end five star Michelin restaurant. Yeah. We want to be the Michelin restaurant that yeah. serves a few people at an incredible level. Yeah. Rather than the McDonald's who doesn't remember your name and usually gets your order wrong. Yeah. Right. So as we move to make that shift, mm-hmm. I just wanted to kind of come clean and let you know. Because you can't keep a secret that big. <laughs> Not from you. <laughs> Definitely and not the, from me. And the last thing I want to do is trigger that very, uh, what I will call scary level <laughs> of like, you were you were highlighting the guy's call records. Yeah. And I can't even imagine what it must have been like to read what you read and saw what you saw yeah. as you were going through his history. So I don't want you to do that to me. <laughs> you, you don't, don't you need don't wanna, to. And you, you don't, don't have to. It's a business group that I'm meeting on the side. You don't want me to you're gonna be like walking around the house one day. Where's my phone? And there I am in the closet. Scroll, scroll, scroll. (laughs) Who are these people? (laughs) Exactly. My mistress is related to our business. (laughs) Well, that's yeah. And like I said, I am very. I'm. I've got a solid ninety-five percent confidence. Everybody's wearing clothes, (laughs) but there is still room for error there. I don't really know for sure that they're all wearing pants, but they're definitely showing up with clothes on. Except for this one guy, Josh, who never turns his camera on. So I have no idea. No idea what that guy's wearing. That's cool. I keep wanting to. I keep wanting to have these horribly inappropriate comments, like calling it your brain orgy. <laughs> I don't know why you go with that. You have a, a unique brain. That is not where I'm going with this. <laughs> no, you know I've met. I know I've met at least, you know, one or two of, of who I'm pretty sure are are people in your in your skunk works group and they really are incredible individuals right. like not just incredible individuals but like really successful in their company and the fact that all of you guys are getting together to do this you know it's learning mm-hmm. it's brainstorming um experimenting like training application yeah training application right like I think it's phenomenal that you are able to bring the the teaching style you know that you've pulled from CIA right those techniques because we've seen them applied in the field like we've seen them applied during our live events right. and how impactful that is and you know like our live event you know might only be a day long 
you know, with this group, you meet them on a consistent basis. So we meet every week. Yeah. So they're building a foundation and then building their business week after week after week. Like that's right. amazing. And we get to measure each other's goals and we get yeah. to keep each other accountable. And because it's all like very successful people, mm -hmm. everybody shows up. Everybody does the, does the work they're supposed to do. Like yeah. no one is critical of each other. No one is, yeah. you know, flaky or unreliable. It's been it's been pretty awesome. Yeah. So I think I think I'm admitting this to you in part because I, I think I'm going to follow the group's suggestion. Yeah. In fact, I will just commit right now. I will <laughs> I will expand the group. I will expand Skunk Works. I will expand Skunk Works. Yeah. I will make it so that more people can join us because that's what the group wants. Mm -hmm. And that's also that's always been the goal for the company. Yeah. Before this episode goes live, I will have a link where you, if you are interested in joining Skunk Works, you can click on the link and you can go through and you can submit your own application mm -hmm. because it's always been invite only. So it's only been people that we've known. Yeah. So go ahead and I and open the description box below and you will see a link there that invites you to go to apply for Skunk Works. I'm going to call that. That link is called everydayspy.com forward slash Skunk Works. I'm already going to make it happen. Everydayspy.com forward slash skunkworks. Go to that link or click on it in the description below. It will take you to a registration page, and that registration page is where you can apply complimentary to be part of the Skunkworks group. If you are a business owner, if you are a senior executive, if you are in the investment space or the financial space, this is the kind of group for you. This is a group for people who are able to, capable to, or who aspire to turn ideas into wealth turn ideas into money either because you run your own business or you want to run your own business that is what skunk works is if you are not in a position to turn your own ideas into money then you might qualify to be part of our base group our entry level skunk works group this is where career professionals and mid-level managers go so they can learn all the ideas from the elite members and they can apply that to developing and growing in their career but i want to make sure that you understand it's a very small group the the registration process is very uh very uh, uh penetrating because we want to make sure that you're the right fit for the group because we don't want you to come to the group and then be intimidated or overwhelmed by the folks who are there so all you have to do is complete the application and we'll be able to take the rest from there you'll get a phone call from somebody at my team who who gives you all the instructions to come in and, and shares all the details with you so visit everydayspy.com forward slash skunkworks it's the same link that's in the description. Click on the link in the description and we look forward to having you join us there. And the group can get off my back <laughs> and they can know that they're going to get more awesome people into the group. Mm -hmm. And I can now rest easier at night knowing that you're not going to think I'm having an affair. Well, good. I do have two questions, though. Oh. So the first is, uh, can you talk a little bit about explaining a little bit more like, is it a mastermind? What does it really look like? And if you've been running it for so long already, what is it going to be like for somebody new who comes in if you've mm. already been teaching? That's a great point. So it, it, I think when I first started it, the idea was just to make it like a community thing. Mm -hmm. But then what I found is that as a community, that's not what the people wanted. Mm. They wanted a mix of like personal training, like mm -hmm. a, a mix of advanced espionage level training, okay. advanced spy skills, plus mastermind. Okay. So what it's turned into and the rhythm that we're in now is basically like every day we have a lesson mm -hmm. and the lesson is a deep dive into one spy skill. 
And then it's always done in a community forum. Mm -hmm. So everybody gets to participate and brainstorm and have conversations and ask questions about that spy lesson. Okay. Right. So that's what we do every time. So it's a mix of tailored, customized training mm -hmm. and mastermind group. We get the benefit of both. Awesome. And then we've been recording everything from the beginning. Because cool. I didn't really know what to do with it. Yeah. So what we've what I've done is I've just made it so that our uh, our assistant who mm -hmm. handles all of our back end digital stuff, mm -hmm. she's made it so that anybody who is invited into the group has access to the entire history of what the group has talked about. Awesome. So we've been at it for five months. So what is that? Almost 20 weeks. I think we're at week 24, yeah. 25 this week. So uh, so yeah, anybody who comes in at any time has a chance to go back and review all of the previous weeks. And we've, we've gained about one new member every two or three weeks yeah. just from invitations and word of mouth. So people are in and people are loving it and people are talking about it with their own friends. But like I said, it's, it's been invitation only. Mm -hmm. We're now, now the, the invitation is going to everybody who watches us, everybody who wants to learn what we're talking about. Yeah. So make sure you click the description below and while you're at it, leave a comment, tell us if you enjoyed this conversation. I was a little bit scared about this conversation. I'm not going to lie <laughs> because I had no idea some of the stuff you, you talked about today. <laughs> leave a comment below. Leave us your questions. Send us your ideas. If you sign up for Skunk Works, drop a comment so I can celebrate and I can tell people to keep an eye out for your, uh, for your application. And for sure, if anything about what we talked about today was interesting to you and if it made you feel like you want to be part of our Skunk Works group, take the time, click on the link, Visit everydayspy.com forward slash skunkworks. Send me your application because I would love to have you be part of the group. With that, we'll see you next time. And thanks very much for your time and attention. Mm -hmm.